1: Time AFL podcast for round 22, 2019. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, and joining me is a man who is a furious at Collingwood's Brayden Sire. It's Adam Rosenbachs.
0: Uh, G'day, Michael. Yes, I was very disappointed during the week. Now, I, um, so the story was that Brayden Sire played, uh, he was injured for Collingwood, injured players out with a calf injury. He played in a local uh, basketball match in the uh, uh, Greensboro area. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, the, the sort of northeastern suburbs of Melbourne. And I – now, this is – he played under the pseudonym Phil In.
1: Yeah, that was a lovely touch to the story, wasn't it?
0: Well, to some, it was a lovely touch to the story. People thought it was a bit of a chuckle. But to me, I just see a duplicitous young man who has um, sold me up the river. Now, I knew this fellow – as Phil in, I didn't know he's, <laughs> I had been, he'd been playing, I'd been in this basketball team, this is my pride and joy this basketball team, I don't talk about it a lot on this podcast. Yeah, sure,
1: a lot many people know about your basketball background.
0: Yeah, no no one knows about it. it, it buys me a lot of time when I'm on the football field, but I don't talk about that, because I'm so in love with basketball, mm-hmm. like my football background has helped me with my basketball, no one ever talks about it <laughs> going the other way, it's always how basketball can help you, footy. Anyway. My mate Phil, I thought he's a big unit. He could probably play footy, but I never asked any questions because mm. I don't want to delve into people's backgrounds. And then I find out that he his his real name is Brayden. Is it Sire? Is that is that what you said, Sire? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I actually don't know the pronunciation, but I think Sire would be about in the ballpark.
0: So he has been playing. I've I've had Phil over for dinner. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like I, I'd, Phil came round. <laughs> Phil was at, at the birth Christmas. of your child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Phil was at the birth of all He's my godfather. children, which I don't talk about. Yeah. They, they, they're they like, oh, and whose name is on your uh, wedding certificate? And I go, oh, uh, Phil, this guy, my mate Phil is uh, witnessing it. And they're like, oh, Phil in. that's a funny name. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. He's a great bloke, good basketballer, of the has inn occasional family. calf injuries.
1: You've actually, you've got Phil, he actually is uh, getting everything in the, in your will. Well, he was. <laughs>
0: I can't believe that uh, uh, Braden, oh my God, you just, you think you know a man, you know, <laughs> like I, oh God, Michael, it just, it hurts me so much. Like I, I've never watched a Collingwood game, so I didn't know that he was running around for them. Yeah, sure. But sure, I just, that would you just think a man, I thought it was a funny name. I thought his parents had a sense. I never met his parents either, by the way. Uh, so he's, he's obviously got a very dark background, but I just thought that his parents had a bit of a sense of humor, Phillip in. Shorter to Phil Everyone has a laugh That that just it, Some What I thought At some fill up He's got a good sense of humour But fuck me mate I
1: mean let's not forget yeah. The first name's Braden. I mean Do you want to be getting around As Braden in your life?
0: I wouldn't have thought so No I wouldn't have thought so It hasn't gone Hasn't gone well for him Has it? Um, so Nathan Buckley came out And said he's made uh, Two mistakes One that he's played basketball injured. Why the fuck would he do that? What in your brain?
1: I've got no idea. I've got no <laughs> idea. And also, like, how how did he play? Like, if he's injured, got a bad calf. Like, I just don't know. It's like, that shits the team. Who's the fucking six foot three guy limping around there? Like, <laughs> like yeah, pass it to the guy on crutches. Like, why, why is he fucking playing in the first
0: place? How? How does he think he's going to get away with it? You play for fucking Collingwood, <laughs> mate. Like you play for the biggest club in the country. <laughs> How's he going to go? Oh, nah, nah. Like I've only played like uh, maybe twenty odd games. No one's going to know who who I am. And I put down Phil in. Yeah, it's yeah. It's going to be a complete fufy. No one's going to be able to find out it's me. Yeah, my cunning
1: plan will work every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Nathan Buckley was disappointed. One, that he played buzzball, and two, that he lied about it, mate. That's the bit. He lied about it, Michael. You can't. Uh, how do you eye. build that trust back, mate? Like, at Collingwood, people don't lie. No, no. That's, I know. What, that's I know. the thing about Collingwood. They've set up this, this culture of non lying, and he has broken that. And he has sent them back years. They can't win a flag now.
1: I looked through, actually, I saw an article or something like that, maybe something online this week about the yeah. kind of scandals at Collingwood. Oh, mate. And mate,
0: there's, there's, there's one or two <laughs> every
1: year that are, that are absolute rip-snorters.
0: There is just, you just kind of go, oh, it's been a bit quiet for a few months. We'll just wait. We'll just wait for someone at Collingwood to do something. <laughs> Some of them were rippers too in that list. There was the, um my favourite is the the Alan dydak Heath Shaw car accident one. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Yeah. I think that
1: got reported on SDN. I think a dude called up and said, I've just seen I think it was, I've just seen Alan Dydak running from a car. Probably not for the first time, but I've seen <laughs> Alan Didack running from a car. He's sure, I think he Shaw hit hit a car. And then yes, it was like yes. a day later that they could like he confessed and said, Yeah, yeah, I was there.
0: After Eddie came out and said, oh, next you're going to be blaming him for the Kennedy assassination. That's right. Yes.
1: Yes. Perfect.
0: <laughs> that worked well. You've got
1: to walk that one back.
0: But imagine that on SCN. They're like, oh, we saw Alan Dydak running. They're like, all right, mate. Tell us, call us when there's fucking news. <laughs> like we know what Dizzy does. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, no, he's running from a car. Yeah, all right, mate. Again, <laughs> no news. But he's still driving. Okay, all right. Now there's a bit more to this. I like it. Mm. I like it. Hey, mate, we've got a huge live show coming up.
1: We've got a massive live show with one of the guys who was very good friends with Dids and Heath Shaw. Well, probably still is, obviously. Daisy Thomas is going to be joining us, along with comedian Andy Lee. European Beer Cafe, Sunday, September 1. My birthday, 4pm. Get your tickets at Try Booking. They are flying off the shelf, Adam. And we're going to be adding more special guests.
0: Yes, there are. We're just waiting for a few people to confirm. Uh, how good, though? I mean, not great. Daisy was actually really good yesterday, but he's retired. I imagine we are going to get a very unhinged Daisy Thomas. That's, That's what I'm hoping. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, we're going think... to
0: put some. We're going to put some questions to him that uh, I think will be a lot of fun to be a part of.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I and he may not want to answer them, but yeah, we've got a a long list of questions, and it's like basically it's like who's a cunt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tell us about the rat cunning master that you by. Uh, <laughs> they, they can't they yeah. can't,
1: they can't. No, no, have another red, Daisy. Have another red. Yeah. Red.
0: So I think it's gonna be fun. I think I reckon there's a big chance that there'll be a lot of stuff uh said by Daisy because we will give him the opportunity to say whatever he wants that can be cut from the podcast, so there is a chance, junk timers, that uh, what he said in the room may not go onto the podcast. So that is a reason to get yourselves a ticket.
1: I think you're right. I think you're right, particularly like uh, earlier this year. What about March? We did our preseason show, and so yeah, and we f- let loose on Grant Thomas for about three minutes, and we we then <laughs> cut that out. So you got to come yeah. along to see the good stuff. Yeah. Yes,
0: absolutely. Yeah. And can huge you- story. I've got a book coming out on Tuesday. On Tuesday? That, is that close already? Tuesday the 20th of August my book hits the stores Yeah awesome man Junk timers get around it Tell
1: everybody about it
0: Uh, So it's called Paris and Other Disappointments It's about a trip I took overseas with my dad in 2013 I think or 2012 God it was fucking that long ago I can't even remember Uh, I did a comedy festival show on it uh, called Eurodad and I turned that into a book And so the book is out on Tuesday
1: Why is it not called Eurodad?
0: Uh, the publisher was just a bit like oh, I don't think we'll go with that uh, name And then it just Paris and other disappointments Came to me. I actually think it's a It's a funnier name Yeah yeah Reach yeah, no, yeah. Reads better on the uh, On the bookshelf When you see it You're like Oh that's cute Let me look at the blurb. And then you're like Oh that's funny And you're like oh, let, me, let me read the first half Of the book in the store And you're like Oh I'll, I'll steal that
1: Do you have uh, Let's interview you About the book for a second Because it's really yeah. cool It's great to have a book out man Um, So is it colouring in
0: it's a few if you join the dots, um, spoiler alert, it's, it's dad. Do you have the uh, uh, like the,
1: No, do you have like the front cover kind of blurb from uh, someone respected? You know, say no. hilarious. Oh really? No, you didn't did, no, you didn't, didn't go that I,
0: route. I didn't need it, you know. It's I'm, I'm pretty fucking massive. Um, I just thought it would take away. People would be like, Ugh, that person.
1: And how like long it. did it take you to write?
0: I reckon it took about eighteen months. So it took about the first draft was about seven months last year. Mm-hmm. I started after comedy festival, so I started about uh, April last year, and then submitted it in September, I think, or October. Um, and then the second draft was about four months this year. And are you Mate, just a fucking? Keep nightmare. On don't ever, write, don't ever write in. a fucking book.
1: Are you just checking in, like updating at it? each kind of you know, you know, get up in the morning, and go, oh, I'll fix that paragraph, and then send it through. Or like, is it literally like one draft, two draft? yeah yeah Publish. that's
0: how you do it you just, and that, that's the hardest thing about it is like if you're doing stand-up as you would know uh when you're writing material you go and you try it out in a room and you're like oh that bit doesn't work well with you that bit doesn't work that bit doesn't work <laughs> That bit doesn't work, <laughs> I you, it, knew it doesn't was work. coming yeah but then you can see what isn't isn't working so you can go back and change it but with a book you're just like i'm just writing fucking slabs of material and i'm hoping to god that it's okay sure and then you just hand it into an editor
1: did you ever kind of consider like like a, do people do this like a live reading or anything
0: Ah uh, that's a really good question. I reckon people do do it. I did not because I just uh have utmost faith in my uh comedic abilities, mate. I don't need that kind of bullshit.
1: So we are recording this at 12:25 p.m. Sydney Melbourne time because you yeah. have the book launch tonight.
0: Uh yes, I got a book launch this afternoon and uh then I've got a proper book launch on the Wednesday at um uh where is it? The Avenue Bookstore in um Richmond in Melbourne. And that's with Sam Hanks, so we're doing like an in-conversation, and then the following Monday in Sydney, I'm in uh, Newtown, and it's with Sophie Bram, our friend, from Gruen, the head writer of Gruen.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'll see you there, Michael, I appreciate it. There's someone Bring, in Sydney who... Ah, come on uh, down, buddy, come on down. You know, so, so I'm
1: pretty experienced with... Writing. So if
0: you want to get your tickets to that one, you can go through Better uh, Better Red Than Dead, which is the uh, bookstore in Newtown. So you can book tickets for that. So I'll see you there, right, buddy? Hey, yeah, champ. Yeah,
1: but you know, like there was there was someone kind of in Sydney that you know very very close personal friend, Adam, and the uh, you know he's he's free next Monday night, free next Monday. Just check the old diary just then and just of, no no little little call uh, your your little buddy.
0: Oh, I didn't want to. I didn't want to bog you down, mate, because it just turned into a. It turned into a personal attack, and I didn't need that. Hey, uh, are you
1: happy about David Teague, mate?
0: Mate, I'm loving Teague. I mean, he's already uh, as a head coach. He's uh, one and zero. As caretaker, he was about five from nine, I think, or five from eight. Probably about that, yeah. So the Blues, mate, they're absolutely flying. And once you know, once Reeshaw was off the table, you just go, "We're going to get Teague." <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's, it's no other choice. There seems
1: to be a vibe about him, like the players seem to really like him. But it also makes me think, what was wrong with Bolton then? Because he seems like a lovable, affable kind of guy. You think, like when Teague walked into the room the other day for the announcement, the players are all cheering. Like, fuck, what what, what went wrong with B- Bolton? Like, did
0: the players not like him? Did he... Could you imagine... I think the players did love him. But could you imagine Bolts watching all this? Like, the fucking... The roar when Tiggy comes in the room, the yeah. way the players are talking about it go, the freedom we've got. You're just like, you know when you break up with someone, I was you about don't have to say, fucking yeah, hear about it every day. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's a bit like, uh, yeah, watching your ex come in and like, you know, with, yeah. their, with their new partner and everybody's like, well, I'm, yeah, new partners are really cool. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love that guy. He's so handsome. Yeah. And then pointing them out
0: to you. Have you seen him? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking looking at him, mate. Yeah, he's so, really buff. From what I can gather, and I uh, was doing a Carlton function yesterday, and we spoke to uh, Patrick Kerr, who's one of the VFL kind of uh, players at the moment. But he was saying lack of meetings. Like, there was way – I think Bolton was just like a teacher, just fucking uh, yeah. meeting after meeting after meeting, and they were just, you know, drilled. This has got to happen, and this has got to happen. And I think Tigi's going, mate, just back yourselves. Have Bloody have fun, Michael. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. But, I mean, that that's Bolton's background. You know, yes. he was a teacher initially and I think part of the way he got into coaching was like looking at way, new ways to learn and how to, because yeah. they, they kind of like, they all seem to have a bit of a teaching background now, don't they?
0: I, I think so. And also too, like if you don't know any different, you're like, oh, this is the way, this is the way most football is obviously played.
1: So uh, tell me, what Carlton function was it?
0: Uh, so I was at the Carltonians yesterday. Oh uh, yeah, you're back there again. C- Coda group. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just had to so. do a little uh, so, Q&A with Patrick Kerr.
1: Okay. And who were you sitting with? Anyone recognisable?
0: Uh, Mark Lagudish came over and shook my hand. No way, Matt LeBlanc Matt himself. Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc came in, winked, came over, shook my hand. I said, G'day, G'day, Matt. He said, it's Mark. I said, shut up, fat. <laughs> and, uh, and then he went off and uh, did a little bit of a speech.
1: Yeah, gotcha. The Carltonians. Did yeah. you, uh, anyone else there?
0: Uh, there was a player from the 1987 Grand Final Premiership team called Matt Kennedy, I think his name was. I fucking can't remember him. 87?
1: Said, I can't remember him at all.
0: Yeah, no, I, it didn't look for me to me, so I was just like, "Oh, okay, good one, champ." Really? I so
1: I've yeah. never heard that name ever, and I, I was pretty familiar with that Carlton team back then.
0: Yeah, so was I. <laughs> yeah, That's really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, did let's you... have a look at the eight. Let's have a look at the top eight. It is unbelievable. Yeah, let's have a look.
1: Okay, so we're doing this a bit early, so not all the results are in quite yet.
0: Yeah. So basically, the the one that can shape, or two that can kind of shape ish the eight of the eight Western shapers. Bulldogs. Yeah, Western Bulldogs are playing the Giants this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Hawthorne are going to be thrashing the Gold Coast this afternoon.
1: You would hope, yeah. And if we do get... I mean, I've had, I've said this before, a Gold Coast match, and we lost by about 80 points. So I'm not going to... And we <laughs> essentially got tweeted a whole bunch of things about egg on my face. Okay? Yep, yep. So I'm not getting ahead of myself. But they'll do
0: it for Ruffy. There is no chance that Hawthorne can lose this game. <laughs> I think no we have to, not we, a hope in the world that Hawthorne lose this game.
1: If we get up... Dogs lose, and we get about two more percentage points in percentage. We are in the 8s we
0: We're not talking about how you guys can make the eight. We're talking about uh, the games that are uh, worthwhile talking about. Western Bulldogs GWS. That's massive.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, uh, and, yeah, it's, uh, it's actually it's sixth versus tenth. It's not like you know the Giants like uh you know in second spot and are killing it. Yeah, i um, will <laughs> just be happy to be out of the snow. I think.
0: Yeah, I think so. And so amazingly, Adelaide, even though they got flogged last night, yeah. got in climbed back into the eight because Port Adelaide got more flogged. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so there's, there's there's one spot left. There's one spot left. And yeah, I actually haven't not not having looked at next week. Mm. Um and who's gonna play what. But I mean I know Hawthorne has Eagles in Perth, so it's gonna be a tricky one. Yeah, um, that'd be tough. So you think at, at the minute it's Adelaide Port and the doggies.
0: Yeah, you would think so. And also, um, okay, so Adelaide and Port at the moment have exactly the same percentage. So why is Adelaide in the eight and Port aren't? What's the the countback system in the AFL? Do you know?
1: That's a very good question. I reckon I'm going to go with something like points four.
0: So which Port Adelaide have more? They have seven more points than... Than uh, the crows. I actually genuinely don't know the countback system in the AFL.
1: But are they okay? I can't get the percentage up at this website. But um, and it's the fucking AFL website. <laughs> but is it uh, you know, one hundred and two point seven?
0: No, no, it's one hundred and three point zero. Both of them. They're like seven points difference in um, uh, for and against. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Well, maybe one of them is like point zero one, and one's point zero two.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, we haven't got the extra decimal. Oh, man, I need the extra decimal. What the fuck is the AFL website doing? Hey, this is yeah, a disgrace.
1: Have you been loving uh, the Sacked podcast? Even though we don't want to promote other podcasts in this show because, you know, we obviously the, all you need for your football needs. That's right. But, yeah, your mate Mick Malthouse was on it this week. and Well,
0: he was on it a few weeks ago, and we got a little bit out of him then. And then he's had a fucking another go. The, because the first one was the Collingwood years, and then he's had a uh, loop back around. He's talked about the Carlton years. Yep.
1: and it was absolutely awesome, wasn't it? Because oh, my God. <laughs> because none of it was his fault.
0: This guy's never done a thing wrong in his <laughs> fucking life. I've never seen a man just so readily just go, not my fault. Yeah. None of this. Not one. Not one bit of this. Not anything I did during my whole tenure. Not one fucking decision I made. None of it is my fault.
1: So he talks about there was a diabolical salary yeah. cap position and a series of disastrous contracts to overpaid players. Yeah. So he said he was kind of hamstring. He got in there and he couldn't, he couldn't delist. So and then
0: yeah, he, he didn't ask you about that before he got the job. They were like, Mick, do you want the job? He said, I'll take it. Because they said, we'll, we'll give you a dollars. I'll take it. Oh, we've got to be the salary cap, don't care. Not a problem. I'll take the job because I heard a million dollars. I will take this job. That's the kind of bloke I am.
1: But he did take it. Like, it was all about revenge. Like, he got ousted out of Collingwood. And oh, then he, that a year later. Mate.
0: Oh, Michael, no. <laughs> Sorry, I'm being too Come cynical. Come on. <laughs> yes. But this is, the man just wants to coach football. He loves footy. But it was a massive
1: revenge tour, And it was like, maybe kind of ill-considered by the fact, you know, he wasn't walking into oh, a great Oh, Michael, <laughs> Michael, please. <laughs> the man just loves football. <laughs>
0: Anyway, he's uh, so he was saying that uh, uh, he butted heads with the club's hierarchy on the direction of the list. Yeah. So he was okay. This is what he says now. He says he was keen to retain a blend of young kids and experienced talent instead of embarking upon a full rebuild. And what team doesn't want to have a that? blend like his, of young and yeah. old? Yeah. Who's who's going? Oh, whoa, whoa, Mick Walthouse, Fucking settle down with your with your, your kooky, radical uh, ideas. Yeah, exactly. And then he then he throws into the mix. Oh, they were uh, talking about trading Mark Murphy and Bryce Gibbs.
1: Well, they eventually got rid of one of them.
0: And Mark Murphy looked at, you know, shopping himself around. Mm, yeah, gotcha.
1: So did Mick want to do that, or, did com- or the or the club wanted to do that?
0: Oh, he didn't want to do that, mate. He's, yeah, he's, okay. he's, yeah. he's a, he's a team man, first yeah. kind of. He's a team first kind of guy. I mean, even though he got rid of you know Jeff Gartlett and uh, Garlett, and uh, you know delisted Mitch Robinson, didn't even trade for him, just delisted him. Even though. He did those things. He's still a team first kind of guy. Is,
1: is Mick on SCN or something? Because he seems to get quoted a lot. Does he, what what media roles does he have at the minute?
0: Uh yeah, I reckon that's a really good question. I reckon he might be on the ABC. Okay, because seems to bob up a lot now. Like maybe he's
1: sort of a higher quote. You know, go to him and he can kind of give you a good soundbite. But he, well,
0: it's a very good point. You look at every podcast he's done; they've gotten like about fifteen articles out of it. And you know, you know who really suffers through all this, mate. You know who really does it tough? Nanette. Nanette, mate, yeah, she—I mean—feel for a man. Oh, mate, she didn't need to see him sacked again. That—it's <laughs> tough on his family. He does—it doesn't bother him. It's water for ducks, back, Michael.
1: There's a lot of talk about his family, isn't there? Like we—we we get a lot about Nanette. We don't hear about Kirsty too much. No, Christy. We don't hear about that. Yeah. We don't hear about the kids. What other kids do he have? Is he like two or three, or just?
0: No, I think there's a few of them, yeah.
1: But we hear about Nanette a lot. I mean, she's, a, yeah. lot. <laughs> like a lot. Like, a lot, yeah.
0: She she seems to cop the brunt of everything that he's going through. So it's like, to be, oh. yeah. Like, you know, even though I've been, you know, a uh, low rat dog through my entire career, just <laughs> it just bothers Nanette that people say that. I feel like Nanette
1: needs, like, a statue or something out, out the front of the MCG or at the front of the uh, Optus Stadium in Perth where Mick did a lot of his best work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because, yeah, she has been through a lot over the journey. And... and and it seems like every time he gets sacked, it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like, ah, oh, mate, okay, I'll take the million dollar payout, but yeah. don't tell Nanette. <laughs>
0: <laughs> can you keep it from Nanette? <laughs> she just, she doesn't need this. Oh, God. Poor oh, Nanette, you know. She's the one, oh, mate, she should do her own podcast. That's what I want to hear from. I want to hear the Nanette years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, uh, can we talk about Ruffy for a moment, Adam?
0: Are you going? Uh, it's, uh, I I can't. It's a great, an absolute champion of the of the Hawthorne Football Club. Uh, you know, probably the most loved, I'd say. And anyone who doesn't go to say their farewell to Jared Roughhead is the lowest <laughs> of low dogs of the, of the low rat dogs.
1: You teed off on Hawthorne last week, saying that we we're a bunch of scumbags because we weren't going to give him a, a farewell game. But now he's got that farewell game.
0: Well, you fucking had to, didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he might kick eight, and then you've got to pick him for Perth next week.
0: Yeah, he's playing on the fucking Gold Coast. Of course he's going to kick eight. You guys are going to win by 35 goals. Um,
1: Yeah, but it's... A how,
0: how many... Do you, how, okay, uh, question without notice. How many no. are they going to get? two? Because you guys notoriously do not like that extra train stop. Two train stops. Uh,
1: You'd be happy. I mean... I think over 40,000, you'd be happy, but I think there may be... Mid-30s? Mid-30s, yeah. I think a lot of people turn out for him, though.
0: You would hope so. You would hope so. Anything less than 35, and you would say, you guys have sunk the boot in and uh, desecrated Ruffy's career. Because you
1: know what he is, Adam. He's a great servant of the club.
0: Well, that is true. That is true. And look at Clarko, hey, mate. He didn't want to give him a game. But t- is, is, is Mitchell Lewis playing?
1: Uh, I don't believe he is. No, I, think, ah, right. I don't think so, he can. Oh, so, I think so that's how he got in.
0: It was like for like. Gotcha.
1: Hey, uh, did you hear excitedly that it was the relish and not the rabbit tureen that gave people all the food poisoning a few weeks ago at the MCG?
0: Mate, that's the only reason I went back to the G yesterday. Because I was like, oh, fuck, I can have some terrain Because I had <laughs> I'd not been back in months. You boycotted so it, was, it. Yeah, Anzac Day. Uh, like, how long has this fucking investigation That's been going thing. on? Yeah, and
1: how, how, have they, how have they decided that it's the relish? Like, okay, here, here's the relish, okay? Uh, Quince, Barbaries, and yeah. Nathan Buckley. It's quince fig jam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and barberries. Okay. Now, and uh, also, okay. Tell so, me if this April t- April 25. Yes, yeah, ends like that. So tell me if any of this fucking food is appealing whatsoever. So, yep. you got the relish. So, it's quince, Nathan Buckley mm-hmm. and barberries. Served yeah. what's with a, What's bar- What's a barberry? Uh, some kind of berry. Yeah, I, don't, I actually don't Oh, okay, never a barberry, seen Yeah. Right. And then uh and then that was served with an rabbit, chicken and pork terrine. Now, mm. if if I invited you over for dinner, and said, "Adam, mm-hmm. Adam, mm-hmm. tell you what we got in store. <laughs> you got it delicious me. rabbit, chicken, and pork terrine, and you can—that's
0: okay, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna go. That's a lot of fucking meat in there, mate. <laughs> and, and you can pair that this, up. Is this quality meat, or have you just fucking minced stuff that you found like in the back of a butcher?
1: Well, terrine is one of the most hideous-looking foods you can imagine. It's so not it, great, is yeah, it? Yeah, essentially blended, blended, cold, compacted meat." And uh, and Adam and you can have a little serving of my quince fig jam and barberry and you say what are barberries? I'm going to look up what barberries are now. But even the idea, uh, if someone said to me, hey, "Hey, do you want some fig jam?" I'm like,
0: "Yeah." What the what the fuck? Where am I? I, I didn't know that. I didn't know there was fig jam. I just thought it was the actual literal name.
1: Yeah, no, it's actually. You're a fig jam. It's a jam made of figs, clearly.
0: Yeah. No, thank you, mate. Hey, uh,
1: heartwarming story out of Brisbane.
0: Oh, yeah. Mate, how are they? They're on top of the ladder. Is that where we're going with this? It's that is fantastic. pretty cool, though.
1: That is pretty cool, isn't it?
0: They're flying. They beat the Cats by one point. What a great game.
1: I mean, can we can we dare to dream about Brisbane winning the whole thing?
0: Oh, Michael, I think if they're up there, then, uh, yes, I believe the dream is well and truly alive. What a remarkable turnaround, though.
1: And what a hero would be um, uh, Chris Fagan. If they Which is amazing, up. isn't it? Yeah. He's
0: done such a good job. They were five and seventeen. I think they were one and eight to the halfway point of last year, or something like that. Mm-hmm. They finished with five wins, but they were close in a lot. But to turn it around, they've won sixteen games this year. They've been unbelievable. And Hodgie, I mean, the guy just deserves the fifth.
1: Well, that's the thing. I mean, he's gonna walk. Away, he might walk away with another flag. And it's like, fuck, that's, man. One for each. Incredible. One ring for each finger. And then <laughs> and it's like. Why the fuck did we get rid of him then?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know, that's the other thing, is you go, oh, if if Hawthorne are delisting Ruffy, that means he's good enough for three years at somewhere else. Well, yeah,
1: yeah. No, you're right, you're right. Heartwarming story out of uh, The Gabba. There was a lady, a Brisbane fan, who Mm. sprinkled her partner's ashes on The Gabba. Uh, That's
0: uh, heartwarming, heartwarming how? She...
1: Well, she kept the so she kept the ritual secret for a little while, but eventually told some of her closest friends. She admits to having a few reservations as round one approached, and she went and built some around a tree near the gabba. Uh huh. Oh, lovely. And then when kick to kick was on, she kind of wandered out and just laid a, laid the rest of it on the gabba turf.
0: Now, as a player, if I'm sweaty and I've you know taken a diving chest mark hmm. and I've slid across, and I'm like. What's this, What's this grey dust on me? That's a bit weird. Yeah, sure. I'm fucking I've, running I've, around with a fucking dead man on me.
1: I have half an experience with this, but our friend of the show, Declan Fay, he um he sprinkled his father's ashes on Waverley Park. Uh-huh. And they, I think he initially wanted to do it on Glenfrey Oval and called the club and they said, oh, no, nah, we don't really do that. We do actually get quite a few requests to do this. Is but, that right? Yeah, yeah. But they said, oh, it's kind of not because... I th- if I think if I remember correctly, when they say ashes, like it's not always just ashes. Like there's a little bit of crinkle in there as well. Um, what? And so, uh, eventually, I think Deck and his family actually snuck over to Waverley and sprinkled the ashes around about the thirty-five meter mark where Gary Buchananara kicked the goal. <laughs> really? In eighty-seven? Yeah, I think they must yeah. maybe they were at that game then. Um, but he, um, but yeah, kind of the him and his uh, mum and sister, I believe. Yeah.
0: I will I, I will honour you and I will scatter your remains around Wayne Jackson Studios, <laughs> even, even though you're not going to be cremated. I
1: wouldn't mind that. Like, if it was at the G or something like that, like,
0: because, I mean, Ashes the kind of... You oh, know. yeah, no, nah, you'd, you'd do it in the members, wouldn't you, you fucking idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Just go in with a little urn with a little collar on it and you go, uh, this, is where, this is where this fuckhead sat all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think
1: it'd be... I'd, I, th- I don't know I, I mentioned I might be cremated I don't know I'd give away my organs and then maybe be cremated it's probably a bit more convenient than the upkeep of a, uh, a tombstone and stuff like that
0: there's not a lot of upkeep I, I come I come, I visit I leave uh, I leave a little cider there for you because you, you love a cider <laughs> and I'd leave one of those there and then I'd piss on it and fuck off
1: <laughs> hey, um, actually we got five tickets five double passes to give away don't we Adam?
0: We sure do. So the Adam's Good, uh, the Adam Goods documentary, uh, the Australian Dream, is coming out on August twenty second. So, two days after you've bought my book, you can go see the Adam Goods documentary. And thanks to Madman, we have five uh, double passes to give away. So all you need to do is email. So get yourselves a pen, junk timers. You need to email cinema at madman au and the subject line needs to be Australian Dream Junk Time. And you can get yourself five doubles to go see that uh, fantastic documentary made by Stan Grant, which I have seen, and it is really fucking good.
1: And how does it compare to the, what was it called, the final quarter? Final quarter. yeah
0: The final quarter I found was a little bit more... Um, Inflammatory, like mm-hmm. uh, not not in a bad way. It just it just shows the facts and uh, you know explains what happens to Adam Goods over a certain period of years. Whereas the Australian Dream is more like, this is what happened, and this is why we as Indigenous people don't like this being said about us. And gives a bit of a history about you know racism in Australia and and the way that uh, the Indigenous people feel about it and how they've gone through it. So it's a, a little bit more educational, and it's a really it's a really great watch, and it's fucking heartbreaking.
1: And Adam Goods is in that one.
0: Yes, yes, he appears in that one, yeah. And so I read an article about him yesterday, and he was even reluctant to be in that, but he said, yeah, okay, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, cool. Yeah, we'll get your email in, get the tickets there.
0: Yeah, so the email again is cinema at au. The subject line needs to be Australian Dream Junk Time.
1: Shall we do a few footballers in real life, Adam?
0: Can I kick it off? Yeah, sure. I saw... Matt Kennedy. (laughs) Koshy. Oh, really? I saw Koshy in a food court. Okay, take us through this. So I was in a food court, I had to go in to see uh, my publisher, Penguin, I was uh-huh. in, uh, there's uh, near Southern Cross Station in Melbourne, there's a little bit of a food court sort of um, down the bottom of Collins Street in Docklands.
1: Yep, yep.
0: And so there's a little bit of a, you know, a, a, a business hub there and there's a food court and I saw him and I was like, fuck that guy looks like Koshy, but he didn't have his glasses on and he's working on a laptop, but it's actually really close to Channel 7. And I was like, why isn't it Channel 7? But he's just sitting there on the laptop, and then he put the glasses on. And I was like, that's Koshi. And he stood up, and he's really fucking tall.
1: Yeah, that's right. I saw him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. he's far taller than you actually think. Yeah. A, yeah, so a, Koshi. A big unit,
0: you might say. Yeah. Man of the people in a food court.
1: Where's Channel 7 in Melbourne? At uh, Docklands. Oh, that's right. Yeah, at the back of Marvel. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, Koshi, just getting out and about.
1: Uh, here's one from Andrew. Uh, I knocked off work early. I'm doing very well for myself. And was going for a run when I saw a six-foot-something Adonis on a scooter. It was none other than Nick Rewalt seemingly trying to escape his two small children.
0: (laughs) What's your take on adults on uh, scooters, mate?
1: Uh, I think if you're over 18, you're on a scooter, you've got some problems going on. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're they're definitely for kids, yeah. Yeah. And you're you're definitely not allowed to be in a suit um, on your way to work with a satchel. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if you're a junk timer currently doing that while you're listening to this. Yeah, fucking run into a tree, mate. <laughs> go throw it into a river. You're embarrassing yourself. Isn't that funny, though?
1: Isn't that interesting? Because in my head, that's a, a a male thing. But I don't think I'd be as harsh on a woman if she was doing that. If she was, you know, 35 on a scooter.
0: Yeah, but see, you you, re, it's, it's, you see women on them less because they know yeah that they shouldn't be on them. Yeah, sure. Whereas sure. guys are like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get to work. And you're like, you look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, bro. yeah, fair Knock enough. Knock it yeah. off. And the hey. cops are coming for you right now.
1: From Dave, a few weeks ago, I was rushing to catch the train to Optus for the Derby and missed it by a few seconds. All was well though when none other than Frio legend Michael Johnson jumped on the same train car as me, complete with pants on and no kebab. Wow. Uh reference He's to when changed. he pulled his pants down in a kebab shop uh, Someone started filming him So he walked out and he punched that bloke in the face Now, <laughs> I, I don't think we have confirmation whether he pulled the pants up Before he Or, de, or he did that kind of no toilet paper shuffle That some people do in their life
0: Yeah, yeah I, uh, What would you rather be punched by? Would you rather uh, pants up or pants down Michael Johnson? Uh, I prefer pants down, I believe Pants down means he can get away yeah. a bit
1: more He wouldn't have the, uh, he wouldn't have the agility
0: yeah, yeah, but it'd just yeah. be nice to go. Fucking hell, that was a good punch. Even though you, you know, you don't have the the good stance. Yes. because your feet are so yes. close. Yes, you together. can't have your feet so. weighted properly. Yeah, planted. Yeah. Uh,
1: here we are. He was, in fact, wearing a suit, and later, sir, I later saw him speak at the Frio Supporters Club before the game. After shaking the great man's hand, I realised how he took so many intercept marks. It was about three times bigger than mine. He wow. went on to say we had a good chance of winning at the Derby if we keep, <laughs> if we could keep it low scoring and close. That doesn't sound like Fremantle's game plan whatsoever. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, we went on to lose by 91 points. Good times. <laughs> We'll go through our live show one more time. Adam, it is September 1, Sunday, 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets can be found at Try Booking and your book launches. Take us through it again.
0: Yes, so uh, the book is out on Tuesday the 20th of August on Wednesday night at the Avenue Bookstore uh, in Richmond. I'm sitting down with Sam Pang and having a bit of in-conversation and then the following Monday at the Vanguard in Sydney in Newtown. Tickets are available through Better Red Than Dead and that's on the Monday night with Sophie Brahms.
1: Yeah, that's... That's a good one That's that's the one uh, You know just I just I just I thought you.
0: Who do I know in Sydney That's really funny And quite popular yeah, you got a buddy and so, Just
1: here Who's You know Just been working with you s- For six years And Just Go Blues <laughs> We're Junk Time Off pod At Gmail At Twitter On Facebook And the Gram. going to hit the road Go oh, oh. Jack, 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 jack.